0: Greetings, troubled listeners. Welcome back to the Troubled Man podcast. I am Renee Coman, sitting in the safe house on the line with my co-host, the original Troubled Man for troubled times, and future mayor of New Orleans, Mister Manny Chevrolet. Welcome, Manny.
1: Hey, man. Hey, hey. What's going on? I, you said listeners. Last like ten shows, you've been saying listener.
0: Right, right. I was, I was puzzling over in my mind uh, a couple of minutes ahead of time as i'm collecting my thoughts what should i do should i keep it the same should i switch it up i figured well i'll switch it up just to see if Manny's paying attention i know you are i, I know now you're you're, you're oh yeah you're,
1: I, I i i'm paying attention man i'm on top <laughs> of it
0: i almost dropped your uh, your your uh, your uh, your nickname that we learned last last week Manishevitz. i was going to say manny Manishevitz chevrolet
1: Oh yeah, that was, uh, uh, yeah, that was a name that's didn't, I mean, it, that stuck for a while, but then when Hillel died, it didn't, it kind of faded away, you know? Yeah. And and when, when, uh, I joined a band, it, it just, uh, didn't seem like the right name. Uh, yeah.
0: And, and you had won, you had won Chevrolet in the card game by that yeah, time. Yeah. So. <laughs> won
1: in a card game by that time. And, uh, I mean, even though Pete Weiss will say he gave me that name, and there's some truth to that, but I mean, mm. let's keep let's keep it like uh, uh, urban legend alive, as they say. Let's see, sure. oh, well, maybe it's right, or maybe it's wrong, uh, let's just keep the people guessing. And, right. and, and most you know, uh, if they haven't died yet, they're still around. and uh, uh, so yeah, yeah, Manish but I used to love it because Hillel was a saint, he was a really good guy. Yeah. And like I said, well, in the show that came out tonight that uh, troubled uh, uh, listener or listeners can right. uh, li- uh check it out. Uh, it's a great show. Uh and uh, anyway, so what's going on with you?
0: Oh, uh you know, just uh, as I said, sitting here in the safe house actually uh had gone to well we had uh Christmas since the last show we recorded and uh had uh on I guess it was I don't know, Christmas Day or something, uh, so, sometime I had the, the uh, Christians in my family came over to my house, and we gathered in the backyard and, and, uh, and you saw each other. And
1: you well, beat them. You no. beat them down. No, you no, no. You smited those Christians down.
0: No, 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 no. We're all on good terms. <laughs> uh, I, I used to be one uh anyway uh st- still on good terms uh so so saw saw some of them not all of them but uh but saw saw a, a few of them saw my parents um and how was your
1: father? Because I know you're constantly looking for love from your father. How was that? You know, Did as you just I just look said at you and go, "Hey Jew boy, how are you?"
0: No, 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 he no, doesn't do no, that. No, 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 no no, not, no, no. No, no. My parents loved Jews. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, 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 th- that might be the 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 proudest achievement of my entire life in in their mind is is my converting to judaism but uh but But no he never
1: said i love you renee right he's never said that to you and that's something we've talked about over the years even before the podcast we've talked about that
0: that. that's not something that men of their generation were in in the practice of saying i you know in in general at least not in not in uh in Not in my family. <laughs> yes, yeah. because my dad,
1: you know, we were huggers and kissers and stuff like that. My dad was, you know, he- right.
0: Well, your your father was Italian, right? They're yeah. sometimes more more demonstrative. Uh, than, yeah. And what is you your know. dad? Uh, like Irish, you know, Irish German kind of mutts, you know. I don't know. It's English, you know? It's a, uh, I don't know. I don't know exactly that that you can really. Uh, draw a direct line but uh, i know the italians are often more demonstrative with with uh you know with their with their children so anyway he was happy to be here i was happy to see him that was all where did they
1: park did they had to walk like about eight miles to get to your Uh, house
0: no no you can actually drive into my driveway now it's it's a a slow go you know it's tobacco road here it's uh it's it's they ripped up your street the street is totally ripped up. Yes, it's packed down dirt with gravel, and uh, you know you got to go really slow. It's uh, uh, anyway. I, w- I was uh, I was moving forward. Uh, I was going to say. So the next day, I, I uh, went over and had Chinese food with the Jews on the on on a relative's balcony. So we, you know, it's a uh, Christmas day. Traditionally, we would we would go to uh, like a Chinese restaurant and have uh, have chinese food with with all the rest of the jews but so we we had takeout this year and then uh then i went to mobile for three days um so had a little had a had a a little out of town trip with uh my wife and daughter and uh stayed in downtown mobile
1: what the hell's in mobile
0: Uh, well, it was, uh, my, my wife had uh, a client there that she had done some work for and, uh, was, was going to, it was an art museum or a history museum. And so we went and toured the history museum, saw some of the work that she had done. The show was about to come down. So we wanted to go see that. And, and, uh, then we went to a couple of other museums while we were there. It was pleasant, you know. It's uh just that was the first time my my wife had been out of town in two years, you know, at, at all. So you know, took a, a detour along the Gulf Coast on the way there. That was uh, it was, it was nice to see something different. I don't really care different.
1: for museums. As I get older, I don't really care for museums. Hmm. I mean, it's always every every museum I've gone to. There, it's always such dim lighting what's the thing with the dim lighting? I can't see a thing. Like the World War 2 museum down here. I went there a few years ago, uh and uh, I couldn't see a goddamn thing cuz everything is so it's so
0: unlit. Hmm, really? It's cuz usually in museums the, the the lighting is good, you know? Like particularly art museums, you know they they take special care to to have all the the art well lit.
1: Well, I was told by some art person that uh they have to keep it dim because uh, lighting uh, uh uh will age a painting quicker and stuff like that. Hmm. Yeah, I guess it just depends
0: on what kind of lighting it is. Yeah,
1: I don't know. I, I don't care for museums anymore. I went to one in uh <laughs> New York a couple <laughs> years ago and you know, it was free, but uh it just wasn't uh yeah, you know, what do I care about that stuff anymore? Well,
0: actually the 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 museum that we went to on the Gulf Coast was the uh the O'Keefe Art Museum. And they had uh, one show by uh, the the grandmother uh, of a former guest of ours. Uh, the 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 woman is a great modernist Gulf Coast painter, Dusty Bongé, and we had her grandson, Paul Bongé on the show.
1: We did.
0: We did. Yeah, yeah. It was. Who is Back in the ring room. Yes, he was a he was a merchant seaman and uh, uh, had a whole whole life. Uh, in career of his own. But we, we talked about uh, his grandmother, Dusty and his father, uh Lyle Banger. And he's uh, the
1: musician or something? No, no,
0: no, he's not a musician. He's uh he's a, uh, you know, he's the executor of, of the, uh, the Dusty Banger estate. And, and he's, God, how in, long
1: ago was this? I don't remember that at all.
0: Yeah, it sits back there. It was in the, maybe the first year of shows or so. It was back in the ring room. Oh. Also at the, at the same, uh, museum, they had, uh, shows by, uh, two other guests of ours, former guest, uh, Quintron had a, a room with the, uh, the weather warlock set up there with, with, uh, speakers. He, you know, he has this thing, it, it, it measures the weather barometric pressure, temperature, wind speed, wind direction. And it, uh, it translates all that into, uh, harmonic, um, Tones it, it 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 makes sound based on now, the weather. if
1: these people are still alive, like Quintron, are they making mm. any money out of this?
0: I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, you know it, it, whether that's. Uh, I, I really don't know. I'm. I'm I, I, I anything I say, I'd be making up. But uh, it was a, that was a cool uh, uh, installation that he had there. And then right next to it, they had a, a different pod. It's this uh, Frank Gehry um, architecture. And he was on the show, wasn't he? Well, no, no, he wasn't on the show. Oh, but uh, oh, Miss okay. Pussycat was, was on the show. And, and she had the the, uh, the adjoining pod with all of her uh, puppet uh creations and uh, it, was, it was like something about uh, the legend of, of Miracula. Um, you know, it's a sort of a, a Maraca Dracula character and she had all these uh, Maraca covers there on display. And, and she's this gotten was
1: it. in Alabama.
0: No, that was in Mississippi, Biloxi, oh, Mississippi. Mississippi. Oh, Biloxi, Mississippi. Right. Yeah.
1: Well, they're way ahead out there, you know, they're with their art form and all that stuff. They're yeah, yeah no, right it, it, it was cool. Yeah. So
0: uh, uh so how was your uh how was your Christmas whatever the, you know this is the either the the last show of the year or the first show of the year that we're doing right here so we're kind of uh, wrapping things up. So how was how was your uh your holiday so far?
1: Well, I, I I uh Christmas was fine. Um I didn't do much of anything except drink. Um
0: you wrote the checks?
1: I wrote the checks out and mm. uh I received some checks. Okay. And um, but I noticed this Christmas, you know, uh, there's so many networks and channels to choose from. Yeah. Um, all during the holidays, and what I what, and what I love, you know, past few years, you know, they have these marathons. A certain channel will have a Christmas marathon. where they'll show the movie Elf 24 <laughs>
0: seven,
1: or they'll show that show that movie, The Christmas Story, with that kid. Uh, 24-7. Uh-huh. Uh, but as I was kind of looking, checking that out, getting bored with it and stuff like that, I started checking out other channels. And there were like other channels having their own marathons. There was the uh, Sci-Fi channel that was having a Twilight Zone marathon. Mm,
0: nice.
1: And then I noticed the Vice channel. I don't know if you get the Vice channel, but they were having an Intervention Marathon. Which is mm. one of my favorite shows. Have you ever seen the show Intervention?
0: Oh, I've seen almost all of them. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I
1: love that show because I just look at those people and just say, you know, just go kill yourselves. You're never <laughs> gonna, you're never gonna uh, amount to anything. Um, but the Vice Channel had a Intervention marathon, which I thought was uh, really good. So I watched that for a while, and um, there was other channels that were having marathons. Uh, they were like uh, the Food Network was having a Guy Fieri uh, marathon. And I'm a big fan of his. You know, I like Guy Fieri. He's a okay. good guy. Um, but, uh, you know, it's weird. You know, all these channels were having like like one channel had like uh, a Western marathon where they show all these old Western. Had nothing to do with Christmas. None of this stuff have anything to do with Christmas or the holidays. But I guess people just want to see marathons at the end of the year.
0: Hmm. Well, you know, I think they they don't have uh, a lot of new programming, so they they need to fill up the the, the time because everybody yeah, takes, and, uh, takes yeah and yeah everyone takes the in, end of uh, the year they're...
1: off, so they just put out reruns and stuff like that. Right. But it was it was fun to watch. You know, uh, uh, I did do you know I finish my uh, every year I I do my Advent calendar. You know, it's a big Christmas thing. You know, the mm-hmm. Advent calendar. Right. but mine isn't chocolate. Mine is pills. Yeah. You know? <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs>
1: yeah. I take a different pill, uh, for the 24 days before Christmas. Okay. And, uh, I got my advent calendar, uh, through a, a friend of mine back in LA and, uh, I, I, it was good. It was really good.
0: Okay. You're it, saving some for me, Manny.
1: Hell no. Why would I? I don't know. (laughs) It's one pill a day. I had like on day one, it was like an Advil. Day two, it was a Percocet. Day three, it was Oxycontin.
0: You're working your way up.
1: Yeah, I worked my way up. And day 24, I could not believe it. It was a lemon. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was great. Um, uh, My wife was kind of disappointed because... um, she found me three blocks away sleeping in someone else's car. So, <laughs> uh, but you know, those are the holidays, things like that happen in the holidays and it was great right. times for all. And, right. uh, um, other than that, you know, I'm, uh, I, I'm, uh, I'm uh, looking forward to the new year, everything being shut down again. I'm looking forward to that because, uh, you know, that's what I'm all about. Disappointment. <laughs>
0: OK, <laughs> so you're you're not you're not disappointed that uh, the disappointment will be coming for everyone else. It's, oh, no, grat- gratifying all. for you.
1: It's a little okay. gratifying. Yeah, because okay. uh, it's it's going crazy, going nuts out there, man. People, uh, you know, I don't know if uh, I, I saw on the uh, on the Internet, on the Facebook there, there's been shows canceled for a lot of local musicians and stuff oh, yeah. like that and uh so uh you know what are you gonna do
0: yeah yeah it's it's uh changing day by day it's true uh you know where it's a it's a very fluid situation as, as they say well you know i, I did have a uh a uh text message from a uh, former guest uh chuck profit this past week oh
1: chuck yeah
0: and, yeah chuck and and he was checking in he said uh he, he loved the, uh, the James, the Hound Marshall show. And he said, he said he wanted to throw his, his two cents in and, and say, uh, that we should have a part two with, uh, the Hound.
1: Oh yeah. Well, there's a lot of part twos we should have with.
0: You. Right, right, right. But I appreciate that Chuck took time out of his, uh, his evening to, uh, to, you know, to say, yeah, yeah, that's, uh. And he in the Bay Area, right? He is in the Bay Area, yes. And uh, I guess they're hunkering down out there as well. Well, you know, following up on the on the the, the Hound, something the Hound said uh, on on his episode, he was talking about how uh, New New York had set up legal shooting galleries or were setting them up uh, so people could go uh, uh, shoot up in a in a safe, clean place. Well, on the news last week, I saw that they opened them up, and they were that was on the national news, so. So, uh, you know, that news is reaching the troubled nation even before it's on the national news. Or
1: Well, yeah, shooting galleries are a, a, a way of life. It's a public service. Le- illegal or illegal, y- you need them. I mean, you know.
0: Yeah, I, people are going to get high. That's uh, that's for that's sure.
1: That's it. I mean, yeah. I mean, fuck. If I could get high again, I, I would do
0: that. Well, I'm, well you got. Little,
1: you, I, I got responsibilities now.
0: Right. Well, you you you, d- you can uh, console yourself with the uh, the uh, the Advent pill calendar.
1: So. Well, yeah, it's over because oh, you know, okay, it's only 24 days, just like 24 days. Of- oh, okay. I, I don't really
0: know how the Advent calendars yeah, work. It's I was just thinking a 24 maybe a 24-day thing. It starts because the the First 12 step- days of the 12 days of Christmas comes after Christmas, right or no? I have no idea. I don't know because I, I know King's know. Day is after Christmas. So. I don't know
1: anything about that. All I'll know is that. Um,
0: the pills are gone.
1: The pills are gone. I'm okay. feeling cool. Oh, my God. What's going on in my house? Mm. Something's going on in my house. All right. Listen, let's get to our guest. Yes. Yes. I think, I think, it's think time. he's uh, chomping at the bit, as they say.
0: Champing yeah. at the bit, I think chomping is Chomping uh, or,
1: champing, or uh, champing,
0: I think anyone uh, that that knows about horses would 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 back me up on this. It's uh, people often say chomping, but the the actual idiom is champing at the bit. That's what really? horses do. Yes, yes, yes. Well, but yes, okay. uh, I'm sure he is champing at the bit and and chomping on something. <laughs> um, okay, <laughs> so without further ado, uh, it is uh,
2: it is champ, by the way. Okay, just to clear right. that up, it's champ, not chomp.
0: Yeah. Okay. Very good. You see, he's, he's taking my side already. Um, so, uh, our guest is a terrific drummer, vocalist, uh, uh, songwriter, drum teacher. Uh, he's a, he's a joker as well as a sensitive soul. He's, uh, <laughs> he's, he's currently the, the drummer with, uh, the Emmy award-winning imagination movers group. Uh, he spent uh, uh, 20 years with uh, the the great Dash Riprock, barnstorming the the nation. We're going to hear about all that and all of his, his his other endeavors. But without further ado, the great Mr. Kyle
2: Malanson. Welcome, Kyle. Thank you. Thank you. So nice to be here.
0: All right.
1: First, let's get this over and done with. Okay. Malanson. It doesn't look like Malanson. It looks like Melancon. <laughs> So come on I'm I'm a, you know I'm not from here but well, give me a, give me some, the heads up.
2: So in proper French it would have a uh, the c would have a the squiggle over it to denote to make a son son sound instead of a kuh sound. So uh, when the original molasses came from France they got to Ellis Island they couldn't make any sense of what they were saying and how to pronounce their name. So they just spelled it the best they could, which was Milan con. And, uh, it's been that way ever since. Now there are some Mola songs, which is M O L a S, uh, a I N or O I N, but, uh, might be of similar derivation, but I'm not entirely sure about that.
0: Now, Kyle, did you grow up in New Orleans? Uh, you're, you're, you, I, I believe oh, yeah. you did. How, you, yeah, did. How, uh, your family's been here for a long time. I mean, uh, yeah. tell us about that. Uh, so long least, they don't know how they got here.
2: Yeah. No. Well, my dad's side, that's a known. Uh, somehow right before World War II, my uh, gra- my father's father, my grandfather, Edwin Molossau, uh met norley n-o-e-l-i-e a bear who was from thibodeau uh spoke no english Hmm. and uh somehow brought her to new orleans got married right before he went off to war and uh so i know that that side pretty well that that's how that all came together right on Uh, poor woman had to move to a different city learn a new language (laughs) while her husband was uh off at war um Having a ball. Well, I don't know about that. Right, uh, right, right. As much as he can have a ball getting shot at, I don't know. Right, um, right. But well. uh, then my mom's side, it's so many generations, I can't even track them. Uh,
0: okay, that they've been in New Orleans? Oh, yeah. Right yeah. on. And what what neighborhood did you grow up in here, uh, Kyle? I
2: grew up in Algiers on the wank
0: really i didn't realize that you know yeah. I, I i spent a bunch of years growing up on in uh, in algiers myself on the west bank i didn't realize they, that
2: yeah knew. red rockers country um did yes. your yeah. grandmother learn english oh yeah no i mean i never i mean i heard her speak french but only usually to curse or if she was drunk um but yeah no she she spoke english all my life uh unless she was around her other relatives and they they would speak french to each other
1: 'Cause I remember growing up in LA, I had a good friend of mine who lived across the street. They were from Mexico. And the mom I met this mom in the seventies and she was a housekeeper and you know, grew up with them across the street and I went to visit her I went to visit when back in LA back in two thousand six. I was there and I went to go see her And she still had never learned one word of English.
2: Wow. That's really sad. Well, I guess if the whole unit you have contained with you is Spanish speaking, that makes it easier to stay in your native tongue. But, uh, I mean, my grandmother came up from Thibodeau to New Orleans and no one here. You'd think after 40
1: years you'd learn a few words of English, you know? uh you know it's crazy going nuts (laughs) and she was always in mourning because someone was always dying in her family Mm. it's crazy going nuts anyway let's get back to you
0: right 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 so uh so you went to uh to brother martin i know right Brother Martin high school yep now now are there uh i know some other people like uh keith spira went to to did were y'all in school together
2: he was a couple years ahead of me. He was a uh, senior when I was a freshman.
0: Okay. All right. Is, is, uh, other people we know uh, in, in that same oh, yeah. uh, general St- area?
2: Stan Moore. Uh, okay. Free Galactic was uh, one year below me. We were in the marching, jazz, and concert bands together.
0: They, did they um, have a, a good music program there at, uh, at Brother Martin?
2: Uh, we had a guy there. Uh, the drum teacher was this guy named Marty Hurley, who was literally world renowned as a drum instructor, um, who, if you ask Stanton or me, will we'll tell you had a lot to do with kind of shaping how we ended up turning out as musicians. And then uh, far better known was the, uh, the band director during my time there, which uh, was none other than the Mardi Gras guides, Arthur Hardy. <laughs> really yeah. i didn't
0: realize he was a musician
2: yeah he was the band director there for decades uh in fact he used to use us in off periods uh before the thing got so big that he literally had to quit to do it full time he would get us to help with uh, manual collating and stapling of uh sections okay. of the mardi gras guide and stuff okay now yeah. who is keith spira He's the current music writer for the uh, advocate times picking and former as well. And former music writer for offbeat.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. He's been, been around forever here. Yep. So, uh, so now did you have uh, other musicians in your family that, that uh, you were kind of following behind or, or are you the, the first one?
2: Um, I never heard the man sing ever, but apparently my, uh, grandfather my mother's father was a, a singer and uh, played the banjo and would go from town to town uh, singing in various saloons of ill repute and whatnot so I've heard so but uh, I never heard him so I'm not sure uh, but other than that no I was I was really the only uh, and my uncle sorry my uncle played in uh, uh, marching bands and stuff like that
0: okay. What kind of bands were you into uh, that that made you think you might be something you'd want to do professionally? Uh, like what kind of rock bands? Uh, either, either.
2: Well, let's see. Um, these are cliche answers, I guess, but it's the truth. So the band that just got me into music, period, and almost nothing but music, uh, was the Beatles. Okay. My dad had a copy of a uh, Sgt. Pepper. That was his favorite album and I thought you it. were
1: going to say America.
2: No, no. <laughs> uh, both George Martin produced bands though. Um but yeah, no, this uh copy of Sgt. Pepper he would wear out and I just I came to love it too and I was like, "Wow, that's awesome." And then the specific moment of uh no, I I have to be a drummer cuz there's nothing else I can do. I have to do it was I guess when I was about 10 or something like that, I saw uh, the Who movie, The Kids Are All Right, on Uh the late, late, late show on television. And just seeing uh, Keith Moon, that was it. I I was done. I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but uh, I have to do this. There's nothing else that we'll do.
1: So you went and got a drum
2: kit, or what happened then? I mean... I didn't get one immediately, but uh, I, I begged and pleaded with my parents nonstop until they finally did get me one, uh, a very cheap one, which I obliterated and broke pretty quickly. And, because uh, you're co- copying Keith Moon, right? Uh, I mean, I don't know if I'm copying at that point. I'm, I'm doing the best I can to just hit stuff. <laughs> um, I didn't really know any, any other way at, at that young age, but uh, I figured it out. But yeah, I just kept begging them for a, a newer, better kit. So I got another one and then, uh, I, I just would not stop playing until they finally got me a, a real kit. I had to go through a few pretty, uh, pretty crap ones to get to the, the real one, uh, that got me sort of on my way.
0: Well, you know, I, I would have guessed that I didn't know that about you, but if, if you, if someone had put a gun to my head, that would have been my guess because you're, you're one of those guys who, who plays with power and intensity. <laughs>
2: Well, you played with me. You, you know how I play. I, I've,
0: I've I've played I've played with you a lot. And now, uh, in contrast to that, one time you, you I, I do this uh, Passover gig every year at my synagogue. And, yeah. Uh, and it's you know we it's you know just quiet music and it's it's you know a bunch of old people in there and and. Uh, that was actually good fun. And it, it and you showed up on the gig and I was like, jeez, how is this gonna work, man? <laughs> and I was and because you had big fat sticks, I was like, oh boy, this is gonna be interesting. And you played with such subtlety. And, no, I did fine. It was great. No, I was, I was like, fucking yeah, listen to Carl back there. Uh, you know. No, so I mean, I, I, I mean, really, I wasn't surprised because you know, you 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 are a, a you know great musician. No, my uh,
2: my good friend Will, rest his soul, uh, invited me to do that. And uh, what what a great time! What a, what a ball! Great food, really enjoyed it. But no, I mean I, I like to, you know, hit stuff as loud as I can. Uh, that's good fun. But uh, you know, I don't go out flaunting, you know, whatever other stuff I've done or whatever. But I also was first chair All State Jazz Band and whatnot. So I mean, I've got all those kind of chops up my sleeve. Should I need them?
0: <laughs> right. Well, so, so you, uh, you, you get out of high school, you, 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 uh, you go to UNO, um, you went to Nichols first, went to Nichols state. <laughs> oh, okay. God,
2: yeah. For a couple of years. And, uh, without getting into it, let's just say I had too much fun and okay. then I had to come home and, uh, <laughs> go to UNO and lick my wounds for a little bit.
0: Okay. Now, now, uh, when do you get into dash rip rock, a band that you can really play with power
2: with? Oh yeah. Um, so this would have been 1995, maybe tail end of 94. So the, the Howlin' Wolf, uh, the old Howlin' Wolf, where the, uh, what is it? The Red Room or whatever the hell it's called.
0: Republic. Republic is now, right.
2: Um, it, when when the Howlin' Wolf was there, uh, when Jack Gretch owned it, I believe, and uh, right. they used to have on Monday nights there, uh, like, open mic type thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And, you know, I don't even know if they do stuff like that now. But at the time, this one was actually pretty cool because anyone who was anyone would, would go to this thing on Monday night. Like, whoever was either in town or living in the city. And I just kind of became a place where I gravitated to when I was 22, 21, somewhere in there. Um, A to get up and play my songs or whatever, but mostly just to just kind of meet all these people in the scene that uh, I was fans of, and then later became friends with. So anyway, long story short, through that, I met uh, Bill. He used to go to that as well. And uh, and I'd been a big Dash fan anyway uh, for a few years by that time. And I don't know, him and I just somehow got friendly. And at some point, I guess I just told him like, not even Dash, but like, look, if you just want to ever play together or anything, uh, let me know. Would love to do it. And and he did. He wanted to put together like a side project power pop band um, called Bulldozer. I remember the name of this thing. And it was going to be me, him and Rich Siegel on bass. Mm-hmm. And we rehearsed a couple times and everything. And I'm like, well, this is as good as it gets playing in a band with Bill Davis. Awesome. Can't ask for much more. You
1: were in your early twenties and the early nineties,
2: yeah, I was about twenty two at this point, oh, I guess
0: God, you're
1: just a kid, yeah, so yeah you know,
2: you know, we're such old he's than he's, you. A,
0: he's about ten years younger than us, manny, I think,
2: somewhere around there yeah I just, yeah, I was born in seventy one so
0: there you go, close enough,
2: so yeah, anyway, while all this is going on, uh let us say unexpectedly. <laughs> Uh, the dash drummer at the time, who was Chris Luckett, quits.
0: Right, another guy who played with Power. Uh, you know, the ri- oh. drum drummer with the Normals. Uh, Chris God. Luckett is a is a, an icon in in New Orleans punk rock. And no, don't just- even
2: get me started. I, I I I worship the dog. Worship. What a drummer. Um, what a singer too
0: a great singer and right from the jump you reminded me you're playing reminded me so much of his you know i thought how did bill
2: find another yeah. guy to play in this mold the, the the best compliments i got so yeah he quit and then i played one kind of audition show because he quit like the day they had a show mm-hmm. so they needed someone fast and bill was like do you know the songs i'm like of course i know the songs so anyway mm-hmm. uh did great at the show And then just jumped in a van two days later. (laughs) And then like there was no discussion of anything or it was just like, we got shows. You want to go? That was it. Quit my job. Went and got some new gear. Off we went. But yeah, the best compliments I got from hard, hardcore Dash fans were like, man, you've somehow managed to kind of split the difference between Fred and Chris. Like like you're kind of the like you're kind of the best parts of each of these kind of all together, which nice. I, I took as a as a great compliment.
0: Yeah, yeah, both those guys played great in that in that
2: band. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. That was big shoes for me to fill too. I can tell you, that. I've never seen
1: Dash Rip Rock. So what are they? A punk band?
2: Is it uh, punk rock or is it rock and roll? Uh, it's hard to describe. I guess the the lazy term most people use for us is which punkabilly, punkabilly. I like that. Kind yeah. of a hybrid of punk, rockabilly, some country sensibilities, but some like kind of white R and B feel to it. I don't know. It's hard to. If you saw us, you'd go like, "Oh, I get it," but it's hard to just describe.
0: Americana, what they would call Americana
2: these days. Well, yeah, that but, didn't but, ex- that tag didn't exist. At right, that right. Point. But that's so, kind of that, kind that's of what of, it was. Yeah.
0: That, but but uh, through through a uh, a punk uh, Lens, you know, sens- right. sensibility. Correct. Um, and man, I, I saw I saw Dash a couple of months ago. Dash Rip Rock play, and man, Bill davis is such a fucking great front man great guitar player man he's there's no doubt he's always been so good and he's just as good now man
2: there's no doubt
0: so entertaining fuck man so so you guys are as i say barnstorming the 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 country for years you guys played hard out there on the road man and it was you and and bill and uh Hokie, at that time yeah so so man, it must have been wild, and and you know the, you'd play shows, and and Dash already had a huge following, and had a bunch of records out. You must have been oh, yeah. a kid in a candy store. It was something outside. else.
2: I mean, uh, at twenty three, to I mean the first real band of any kind of note I'm in. Uh, you know, I mean it wasn't limos and tour buses or anything, but comparatively to most touring bands of that time it was pretty luxurious you know hotels had my own kind of bunk on the on the uh, van and we had a you know road crew and everything it was you're you're 23 you're on the
1: road you're fucking a lot of women <laughs> oh man you got to i hope you're fucking tons of women uh, right you're 23 years well, old man right
2: uh, well
0: Kyle doesn't kiss and tell, I know. Let's see, uh, yeah, no, uh, I'm
2: a, of a modest disposition uh, in go. regards to these things. Well,
1: because you're a drummer, so you're the guy who gets laid the least because you got to wrap up all your gear, right?
2: <laughs> well, we, we had roadies, so I, I, I didn't have well, to do he, that. yeah, but, oh, uh, I don't know, I mean. I mean, you know, I had a good time in the 90s.
0: So you're out there, and, and you guys make uh, – a lot of records at one point, you're on uh alternative tentacles, uh,
2: label. Oh, we were or... on every label known to man.
0: Yeah, <laughs>
2: <laughs> if there was a bad label deal to be made where we would get absolutely screwed, believe me, I've signed that piece of paper.
0: Okay, okay. Now, this is well, well, after uh, Kelly Keller's association with Dash Ripper. Oh, right? yeah.
2: yeah, 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 okay. Yep. But
0: you you knew Kelly well, did yep, did you not? I did.
2: Yep. Yes. Not through anything dash related, just through uh, Circle Bar
0: days. Right. Right. Kelly's kind of the the uh, patron saint of the Troubled Men podcast. She she comes up all the time, and we as well. She we, should. I yes. Miss Kelly. Yes. Yes. We sure do miss Kelly, man. As, as always, uh, no matter how much fun you're having, if Kelly was there, you'd you'd be having forty per, between forty and seventy percent more fun.
2: Right. She was a hoot, man. Every time I'd come into the circle bar and she knew I'd played with dash, but every time just to be how she was, she'd be like, so what's going on? I was like, Oh, not much. He's like, you still playing with those assholes? <laughs> I was
3: like,
2: yeah, you know, I am. So It's like, I'm just messing with you. Good stuff.
0: Um, so, so that's, you, you spend, uh, you know, 20 years playing with those guys, uh, but, but some, somewhere, uh, uh, halfway through that you, you take a, a, a 45 degree turn and, and you wind up playing in the imagination movers at the same
2: time. Yeah, this is true. Um, weirdest, wildest thing. Uh, I mean, when I first got, I should note that my, uh, my 20 years, uh, with dash was not consecutively. Um, okay. I, I quit, I think two or three times I got fired twice. Maybe. I don't know. It's like the mafia. Like you never really leave. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, could, uh, could
0: be reactivated at any time. Yeah. I, thought, I thought Renee,
1: you just said you saw them recently.
2: That wasn't me.
0: Yeah, no. Kyle is not in the band anymore, but oh, the Dash Rip Rock still is is still oh, uh, a viable uh, operation. Yeah. Still, still plays gigs. Uh, Bill Davis oh, okay. is still fronting the band. They and, existed uh,
2: before me. They'll exist after me. That's it's an institution, and, and as well, they should. That, that's fine by me. And the guys he's got in the band now, I know, super sweet kids, really, really nice guys. So no yeah, Bill drives team.
0: them hard, so you got He's got to get some fresh blood that uh, that he go. can really, really ride. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes indeedy for the
0: for those that don't know explain uh the imagination movers it's uh it's a uh a, a, a group that that makes uh kids music but uh that, that adults can stand to listen to they sure. had a had a disney television show for for a bunch of years mm-hmm. and you take it from there
2: yeah so uh the imagination movers started out as uh just a children's band that wanted to do, uh, as you said, kind of children's music that wasn't pandering or condescending to children. Uh, Cause the the four guys that started it, I came in about a year later, but uh, that was kind of their brief and their mission from the word jump. Cause when they all started having kids around the same time, they would, you know, of course be trapped, watching the children's programming and listening to the children's music of the day and they all collectively went like god this is this bad there's got to be another way and uh so they just started writing some songs and whatnot like any of you or i you know As bands would sit around writing songs uh and instead of making it kind of you know sing-songy pedantic children's music they just made them kind of like regular you know, pop and rock and alternative type songs, but with uh, age appropriate lyrics about age appropriate subjects, like so, cleaning
0: up your room, or cleaning taking up your bath. room,
2: brushing your teeth, right. uh, being scared to go to sleep without your mom at night when you're little, like stuff like that. Lying to your parents,
0: <laughs> lying so, to your
1: parents. No, <laughs> sure. we don't. We don't no. have that
2: one. Um, oh, I thought that, that, that would was not more. be uh, something we would espouse, but. Uh, Yeah, so then that started out as just kind of a band thing and then through a series of wild circumstances that are too random and too long to explain, somehow this ends up uh, becoming a globally distributed television program uh, (laughs) that airs for three seasons on the Disney Channel and worldwide in other markets. Uh, and I have an insane couple of years literally touring the world. Doing now, how that. were you as an actor, though? How comfortable you were? Where'd oh, you know you? see, that was a beautiful thing. I didn't have to be on the show. I was just, oh. the, tu- I was just the tour drummer. Oh, okay. And I- you and were on the actual the- show. And I made the record. So you heard me every week. Uh, you okay, just didn't please. see me. With the exception of one episode, <laughs> okay. Imagine imagination Movers in concert. Well, who played your part on the show? Uh, well, Rich Mo- Mover, Rich, Rich Collins, who uh, Renee has played with uh, in his regular adult rock band. He actually did. Uh, I got guess fifty to seventy percent of the drumming on the records, and then I, I brought up the remainder. Um, no, so but he- I'm talking about the TV it. show. Who played the drummer on the TV show? Rich. Oh, he played the drums. Okay. Yeah. And right. he played a lot of the drums on the records, the, the majority. Okay.
0: Well, uh, I want to get into all that, but Manny, I'm, I'm looking at the, uh, the cocktail situation here.
2: All right, And uh, yeah. it
0: seems like it needs to be addressed.
1: Echo, <laughs> Yeah, we, uh, we, do a, we take a break, and uh, troubled, the troubled mm-hmm. listener, our listeners, know what to do. They know the drill. We'll be right back.
3: Red and yellow on the ground And we're walking around In our pretty little town Take a walk with me Make a pile of leaves And we'll climb a tree To see what we can see It's just you and me And I'm so happy to be here And I'm happy to be here so happy to be here. And I'm so happy to be here. And are you happy to be here? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And we're back. Back with Mr. Manny Chevrolet. I am Renee Komen, back with our guest, Mr. Kyle Molasson. Now, Kyle, uh, you know, we're back to relying on our original sponsor, Loose Change. <laughs> it's uh not sure, you know, all the other sponsors have, have come on board and fallen away, but uh, loose change is always there for us. You know, loose change is everywhere. It's, it it's never lets you pant- down. It's in your pants pockets, it's uh on the on the floorboards of, of your car, it's in the in the couch cushions. Wow.
2: I've long been a proponent of round up or round down.
0: Okay. Get all right, there you go. go.
2: If something's eleven fifty one, it's twelve bucks. If it's eleven forty nine, it's eleven dollars.
0: Okay, see that people. Yeah, Kyle's got the right idea. So you know we we are a listener supported operation here, and uh, you know we, we do have uh, several avenues that you can uh, can can send that loose change to us. We have the the uh, PayPal link there. I think it's uh, PayPal dot me slash troubled men. <coughs> uh, it's it's there in the in the show notes and the the the. Uh, the facebook page and then uh as of as of late we're also on venmo or uh, venmo at troubled uh, dash men and <laughs> uh and we have a patreon page in fact we have a, a new patron uh, shout out to uh terry hudson uh who, who signed on obviously enjoying the uh the troubled men podcast week in and week out and uh so she's she's signed on to uh to support us week in and week out i think perhaps our first, uh, our first uh, female patron. So we do appreciate that. And, you know, shout out to all of our other patrons who are there, you know, all the time for us, as we are there for you. And, uh, you know, you can uh, follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram. Don't really do too much on Twitter these days, but uh, you can also subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, uh, be it uh, Apple or Spotify or... You don't do the million- Twitters? Uh, you know, it's a. Uh, I feel like uh, that's
2: honestly the correct platform for a podcast such as this. Honestly,
0: never, never could could uh, get any real traction. Maybe I'll have to. You huh. know, it's i uh, um, I'm exhausted doing what I'm doing already, Kyle. I'm sorry. Well, I'm, I'm Kyle, not- I just,
1: <laughs> I just, uh, you know, yeah. I always thought, uh, you know, back in the old school days, Twitter meant stabbing a whore but that's a long time ago. Wow. So we don't, uh, we no. don't we don't we don't do the Twitter much.
2: I'd not heard that uh correlation.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's a, that's that's the first one for me too. But uh, anyway, so we're 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 it's mostly Instagram and Facebook, but uh you know, again, uh, rate us uh, and and uh, give us five stars and and it really does help review us wherever you listen to podcasts and and subscribe. And uh, tell your friends about it, and I don't know all the other stuff that uh, that that you can do to uh, to stay engaged with the uh, the Troubled Men podcast and the Troubled Nation. Uh, so uh, back to you, Kyle. As uh, when we when we last uh, left off, you were talking about the the imagination movers are on on Disney distributed yep. worldwide. Yep. You guys are uh, touring all around the United States, playing sold out shows for uh, for you know kids going wild their their parents going wild Indeed. and and you guys are also touring uh touring the world in in like a USO type uh, operations right touring uh, uh yeah
2: we we did american military bases uh all over the world japan dubai guam hawaii all over europe had you ever
0: been to to dubai uh before that
2: no Yeah, me either. I had not.
1: Now, all these military bases are the kids wearing camouflage?
2: (laughs) No, they're just regular kids. Oh, okay. (laughs) Okay.
1: Because I remember I took my, when you guys played Jazz Fest. Hey, we've done it a
2: number of times.
1: Yeah, I think it was when my kid was like five or six years old, and she was a big fan. Um, And we took. We, you guys opened. It was like the uh, Kura stage, and you were like the 11 a.m. act or whatever. Yeah.
2: We always, they always put us on the big stage, but yeah. usually
1: first act of the day. And I remember seeing all these single moms. And I was like, yeah, these are single moms. So what's your, you know, do you have any experiences with all these single moms or
0: something like that? It's a Uh, one-track mind, Manny's Uh, operating from here. No,
2: I I was married uh, throughout the entirety of the Imagination Uh, Movers. Oh, really? Okay. Are you
1: still married? No, I'm not. Okay, well, we should check out some of those single moms, man. <laughs> now that you're not married anymore, you know? Because <laughs> that's what I noticed the whole time I was there. Because I, mean, I, you know, I, I, your music, the Imagination Movement, is very entertaining, but I was checking out the scene there, man.
2: We did play Voodoo Fest one year, which was very wild. And mid-show, cool. I, did, I did not see who threw it, but uh, a bra did come up on the stage yeah (laughs) we all just looked around like
0: the hell's going on it was a training bra though right no it was not okay a regular bra okay Uh, oh oh me now it's me manny right oh i'm
1: talking about singles mom and you're talking about training bras. that was wild to
2: this day i don't know why voodoo booked us no one had there are no children there it was very it was very odd we had fun though
0: okay very good, very good. Well, you know, it, it made me think, uh, I remember you had a bit with uh, Dash Rip Rock uh, back in those days where y- you would sometimes uh, play in a diaper, right? Yeah,
2: yeah. <clears throat> yep, that was that was my shtick in the very earliest days, yes.
0: Crazy that you, you used to play in a diaper and then you wind up in the imagination movers. Yeah, for kids, it started but, uh, as,
2: as a very dumb joke uh, just because Bill and Hokey were... 10, 11 years older than me. Uh, and when I was 23, I looked like I was 12. So right. they were like, you know, they were like, God, you look like a friggin' baby with these, you know, grizzled rock dudes.
0: And, and
2: <laughs> I, I acquired the nickname Baby Loco. And uh, then, I guess, I don't know whose idea it was, but they're like, you know, it'd be funny is if you carry this out to its full logical extreme and actually like <laughs> if we have festival shows or something like, just do them in a diaper. It'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> and so I did. And so you wore an adult diaper? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I went out and got like a packet of pens or whatever. And uh, I had uh, our roadie at the time, who uh, was Rich Siegel, uh, like put a baby bottle around my neck with a chain. <laughs> but he would put Jack Daniels in the baby bottle. And I would like, Imbibe the Jack Daniels sucking on the teat of the baby bottle throughout the course of the show. Oh my God. It was insane. Mm. I don't think it was well liked by festival organizer people at all. Visually (laughs) striking though. And I'd have, I'd have whoever just write some kind of nonsense all over my chest with shoe polish, (laughs) like club med sucks on my chest or something. It was stupid, but we had, we had fun
0: so uh imagination movers are still going in fact uh you oh, yeah. guys have have a, a a new ep that came out uh happy to be here yep. this year it's a, a billboard top 10 uh, on, the, uh, on, the on the children's on the... music chart Yep. Yeah. nice man
2: yeah uh, we recorded it last year at studio in the country um, in bogalusa louisiana uh, for anyone listening outside of uh, louisiana they would know it as a very famous studio where uh famous records like left overture by kansas was made uh journey through the secret life of plants by stevie wonder like big yes. big records in the 70s uh were made there great studio
0: i made yeah, a record yeah,
2: yeah. with uh one renee coman there
0: Yes, yes, we uh, that you're you're flashing forward to or or, or referring to the time when, when uh, Rich had his adult band yep. going. Rich Rich Collins, he's uh, writes uh, adult music as well, and and you and I were the rhythm section in that band, and we, we went and, and, and recorded a record there at, mm-hmm. uh, at, at.
2: What is adult music? Well, you know, not music for children. There okay, you go. Well, there oh, you I go. Know. Regular rock music. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, love songs and whatnot.
0: Right, we had the, the great Ben Mumfrey behind the board over there, and uh, oh, yeah. uh, with with, uh, with Jay assisting. I think Jay is running. Jay, Jay kind of runs the
2: place now. Yeah.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. Love both of those guys. Fantastic operation there. Total
2: sweethearts. Jay yeah. came out on the road with uh, Dash for one tour. Oh, really? And uh, yeah, loved loved having that kid with us. He was just all sweetness and light, just not a mean bone in his entire body.
0: Yeah 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 dig dig both of those guys so much. So uh all the time you're playing in these other bands uh, in in these these music groups though so you're you're always working other jobs like you you've you've worked as a um Uh, sales reps for printing companies Uh, you've uh, you and, but, but a music related job that's not playing is, uh, is I don't know if you still do this, but for a long time, you're an instructor and a music director at the school of rock music school. That's
2: correct. Yeah. When they opened up in uh, 2018 in Metairie, uh, I was asked to be an instructor there and music director and I, I don't know if I've done anything more rewarding than that. Um, it was a, a whole lot of fun. Uh, is really that great. place
1: still open? Because yeah, I, I drive by
2: there once
1: a week on the way to Trader Joe's, and I see the big sign there. Mm-hmm. It never looks like it's open. It is. Oh, yeah. is it? Okay, cool. Yeah.
2: It's open. Um, I had to drop out near the end of 2019. Um, just some very grim family stuff going on with, uh, both of my parents passing. I, I just, mm, sorry, I just couldn't do it. But, uh, yeah. but I'm still in touch with everyone and if they ever need a substitute or anything like that, if someone can't make a lesson, I'll get a call and, and head over there and help out. Um, great place, great program. I, I would have killed for something like that to have existed and been around when I was a kid. Cause you know, all I could do is set up my drums in my room and <laughs> Hope I was learning right and doing well. It would have been great to have other kids my age to go rock out with,
0: for sure. Right, no kidding, man, and have have uh, instructors who are at that point. It's almost like coaching. You know, you oh, yeah. like you expect the people to kind of mostly can play their instruments mm. to whatever level they're they're at. But, right. Uh, so then, as a you're you're just there showing them how to have a band, how you pretty have, much, how, yeah, how you run a practice. That really you, is
2: the unique thing about. Not just the one in Metairie. It's it's the School of Rock way. Like they're not there to teach you so much about <clears throat> reading and charts and all this. It's more about the total education. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I would teach them like, hey, the gig is this day. Here's when we got to get there. You got to load in yourselves. You got to set up. I'm not going to say a word. Y'all are going to talk to the club about who's running sound, what kind of mics you need, you know, running a sound check, like all that kind of stuff that I, I had to learn. Probably you too, just by doing it and, you know, pissing people off because you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> you know, we, we actually teach these kids all about that stuff.
0: Right. Right. And, and even just uh, etiquette of being in a rehearsal, you know, sure. how do you, how do you, right. sh- how do you like Everyone prepared? can't scream
2: at the same time, right. you know, their ideas, it's got to go a certain way and all that yeah the whole nice. the whole thing you know stagecraft yes you know, these poor kids were just so nervous they were just you know a lot of times just kind of looking at their fingers just hoping they wouldn't mess up like y'all it's show business you got to put on a show here you know look like you're into it <clears throat> and they'd loosen up and then have fun It was great. I mean, when I started there, I was there from day one and I got put in charge of this show of kids from say nine to 15. Do we're going to do an entire set of green day songs. And uh, after their first rehearsal, I'm like, there's no way (laughs) I can't, I can't do it. It's not going to work. Uh, It just seemed too insurmountable. And to go from that to three months later, You know introducing them at gasa gasa and having them go out and kill it i I was more proud of that than almost any other show i've played it was amazing it really was
0: so uh you know you continue to play with the with the imagination movers but uh again (laughs) once
2: in the last two years yes (laughs) <laughs> well, sure,
0: but I mean, it's uh, you're st- still in the band as much as any yeah. of us can play. You know, we're yeah. we everybody's figuring out whatever they can do w- within whatever context uh, uh, right. is allowed. Right. But uh, you're you're in another band these days, big in the '90s. Yeah, and and I know cover bands are very popular yeah. these days. Uh, you know, because uh, to some degree, people have gotten. Uh, I don't know. They, they, they like hearing music that they're familiar with. Um, and, uh, so, so this, this band big in the nineties, uh, you're in, in that band with, uh, Jonathan Preetus. Yep. Who's a uh, former, uh,
2: uh, cowboy mouth guitarist,
0: cowboy mouth guitarist. Thank yep. you. And, uh, and a huge Beatles fan. And in fact, he, he has his own podcast ranking the Beatles.
2: Yes. An excellent listen
0: very successful podcast. So that, that takes us to, uh, the, the Beatles get back. And mm-hmm. I, I wanted to, to get your thoughts. And I was going to ask you, uh, ha- had you seen the, the documentary
2: three times? Yes. You've
0: seen it three times.
2: Okay. <clears throat> in, in Toto three times, and that will not be the last. It's too much to take in on one viewing. Wait it's a to
0: lot watch. to take in. Yes, I've seen it one time and and you know Manny we we talked about it and you were saying, "Oh, you know, it's 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 so boring." Uh, you know, these long segments and I thought, "Well, yeah, I could see how, you know, if you're if you're not like a lifelong band guy, it, that might seem boring, but for right. me and I'm sure for you, Kyle, every second of it is fascinating because Oh, uh, yeah. There's so much, even just their body language oh, yeah. uh, of of them in the studio. You know, one thing I was fascinated with, which I didn't really get until I saw saw the, you know all those hours, is how physically imposing Paul McCartney is. Yeah, uh, you know, he comes in, he's bigger than everybody else. I mean, he in photographs he doesn't look like that, but you see him moving around, he's he stands taller. Everybody else, sound you know, like seems kind of uh, shriveled compared to Paul. And he he really kind of, I don't know, what were your thoughts about the the whole thing? Well, it's a lot to go into. I know
2: it's, it's hard to even sum it up, but like you said, I guess the parallel for your level of enjoyment of it, I would, I would draw with say spinal tap, uh, which anyone can enjoy just, at face value, it you know it's a funny movie about this ridiculous band doing ridiculous things. But if you are a musician that has had any kind of even small level of success, uh, you, you kind of see and enjoy this at an entire on a you know on a whole different level, um, which is kind of the lens I've viewed it from. Which just every moment that happened i'm like you know geez you know i've been in this band like not literally the beatles but all these situations would pop up like yes we've had these arguments we you know right it's it's and in fact as bad as it was portrayed the full get back kind of undoes a lot of Mm
0: -hmm. what we
2: thought actually happened during uh the making of that record In fact, just watching it, just I kept laughing, going like, "Good God!" Like this was supposedly the beginning of the breakup and all these terrible arguments and everything. I, I can tell you for sure, every band I've been in has had arguments far, far worse. (laughs)
0: <laughs> everybody's in such good good <laughs> humor anything. man yeah yeah joking around and especially with with the now granted it's a self-imposed kind of deadline that they're on right. but a deadline done well, Ringo the had to go
2: make a movie right so they had to be out of there by end of January
0: right but but I couldn't believe how loose they were with that deadline I, I would have been jumping out of my skin now I know
2: they're, they're pretty mellow about it now keep in mind John Lennon was on a myriad of Drugs at the time, and they were all pot smokers, so maybe that kept them mellow. I I don't know, but yeah, you're right. They never seem too uh, too shaken or stirred by the situation at hand. Like I would have been freaking. I'm like, fourteen songs in two weeks? No way, can't do that. And they waste so
0: much time in the beginning. You know, that's that. I would have. That would have driven me crazy. The first
2: ten days are pretty much useless. Uh, George walks out. That, that whole first episode, <clears throat> it's probably the toughest watch of the three because just things are obviously not going well. And uh, so it's no big surprise when George walks out. But uh, after that, it's just delight after delight. I mean, Billy Preston, like, how much fun was that guy? And how much better did the music get the second he sat down and started playing with him? Like, it's astonishing. Right. Like it immediately got real good. (laughs) Right.
0: He's so good. And and everyone, you know, starts behaving themselves uh, in front of him, you know, having someone who they respect there. And and yeah, I I, I definitely am going to watch it uh, a a second time because as you said, there's so much going on. It's impossible to catch catch it it all all
2: the first time. I just, I mean, the whole rooftop concert and everything, that whole sequence I just, you know, I cried. I just sat there just, you know, ugly crying because I'm like, I just, I can't believe it. This band is so good. It's so good. How did they pull this off? It's unbelievable. Like this, these are the things that keep me invested in music when by all rights and everything I've been through and how many times I've been horribly burned by this business. I, I should be done with it forever, but. No, I see that. And I'm like, no, that's why. <laughs> and,
0: and the joy of playing in the moment, you know, yeah. whatever you're playing, whatever kind of music you're playing, people will say to me, like, how do you play these same songs you've been playing, you know, with, with a certain band for 30 years? It's because like, yeah. it's different every time, man. The, it the, really the, is. The molecules move around the room different every time you do it. And it's yeah. and people show up different, you know, depending on no, you different know, their, crowds
2: their... interact differently. You know right. I mean It's 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 never the same thing It's not That's like a Broadway show Where you're in the same theater Night after night And all that It's a whole different Set of challenges It's a, it's a, every night It's a different day I mean with the exception of You know Let's go smoke some pot Which We all Hated playing After a while Not a With Dash Rip Rock. Yeah yes. not, not a single song In my 20 years Of playing with Dash Riprock Did I Ever one time go God I'm sick of this one not once, not once,
0: right, right. Because you're you're doing it for real every time, yes, every you're, time,
2: you're, right? Absolutely. I don't know how to give less than one hundred and ten percent, as the cliche goes. I don't know how to do it.
0: So, so you guys have this band big in the '90s. You're yeah. playing all the the hits of the '90s, uh, but but excellent musicians. That, that must be a fun thing to do, huh?
2: It's great. It's I tell you what, uh, it's nice to just be able to play someone else's music and not have the onus be on are they liking what i'm doing are people reacting to this this is my art are they feeling it like no doesn't matter just play covers that everyone knows and loves people have a ball uh and i mean financially i should have given up on my dreams of playing original music decades ago i mean it it, Believe me, I'm much happier with the uh, (laughs) the financial end of uh, being in a cover band, and it's just so low stress. I I get to play music with my friends. No one's arguing about which of their songs is Uh getting played and which aren't. Like that—that's all gone. That pressure is all off. So it—it's beautiful.
0: And you get to still have that stress in some other bands you play in, right? Because you, <laughs> you you're still Correct. in you're still in a uh, this band Daphne Moon. <laughs> I'm was, in Daphne with,
2: Moon. Yeah, that's an original band
0: with with Setley,
2: right? No, it's, uh, Zoom is with Setley.
0: Oh, okay, Zoom, but yet another group. Okay,
2: yeah, yeah I'm in oh ten thousand. Oh God, bands. is that
0: band still around? Zoom?
2: Not really. Setley lives in New York. Um, yeah. So it's the kind of thing where. Uh, he comes in town like four or five times a year, and you know he'll just find us a show somewhere in town. Uh, used to be the Circle Bar back in the yeah, day. I, yeah, yeah, I used
1: to live across the hall from Setley at the Circle Bar. Oh, I thought that and was
2: Peter's apartment. No, no, he- I took.
1: A, I was me after Peter. Yeah, oh, okay, Peter moved. But Setley used to like try to do a gig downstairs like mm. once a month, and he'd demand. Uh, a doorman to charge admission to see his band and no one ever came. It was like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, that was me.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh, that was you? That was me playing
2: drums. That was Zoom. Yeah. Oh,
1: okay. It was like, Settley, it's a Tuesday night. Why are you charging a <clears> cover? <throat> you know, Well. Yeah, but yet he'd pay me to work the door and, you know, I made, <laughs> I made more than the
2: band. Probably. Yeah. You know? You know? Um, I just think it was the principle of the thing that you don't want to give away your talents for free. I don't know. Uh,
0: I always had a soft spot for Setley.
2: Oh really?
1: Well Setley should stop dyeing his hair. That's what I think. He should stop dying. <laughs> the guy keeps dying he's like sixty years old. Stop dyeing your hair, dude. It's over. You know? It's over, <laughs> uh, it's over man. I just got You're back going gray. From,
2: uh, I just got back from New York uh, about three weeks ago. And uh, him and I went to go see Genesis at Madison Square Garden. With Phil Collins? Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but we also, uh, just so happened, Dream Syndicate was playing in oh, Brooklyn the night before. That's a good game. So we, we went to that as well. Hung out with uh, our buddy Mark Walton. They used to live down here playing the Continental Drifters. Uh, we, had, we had a great time. It really was a, a good trip.
0: Nice. Yeah. I want to get uh, Mark on the show. I think he'd be a good uh, oh, trouble. I can tell you,
2: guest. we stayed out till three, four in the morning and he was just telling these stories. I'm like, you have to be making this up. He's like, no, I'm not. I mean, you want to talk <laughs> rock and roll stories, dude, the stuff like Phil Linnett, Robert Plant, Mick Jagger, like he's had run-ins with all these people and they're oh, all really? great stories. You should definitely get Walton on. He was amazing. I was transfixed. I'm like, God, this is the greatest rock and roll story night of my life. Like, I could never compete with that.
0: Okay. All right. Well, yeah. He's he's on the he's in the list in the book. He's on the list.
2: I would make that happen post haste. He's he's got some great ones. Jeez. Yeah. 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 Gotta gotta get him. So, Kyle, where do you live now? I live in Mid City. Oh, I live
1: in Mid City.
2: Yep, no, I've seen the, the the political signs for you, so <laughs> Oh.
0: Yeah, Kyle lives right across the street from where we were. Now Manny and I ran into each other in, in uh in Rouse's today.
2: Oh uh, that's walking yes. distance from me.
0: Oh okay. Yeah, he kind of lives like right like that little stretch of, of road there. And now Manny, did you ever find your ruffles? You were looking for ruffles.
1: No, I, I it's not I haven't found them. Really? Yeah. No, okay. I, I we me and my wife went to the market across the street. We went to a couple of local markets on Esplanade right near where I live.
0: Wow. And Supply chain issues with the ruffles. Yeah,
1: I guess so. And no one has ruffles? Nobody has ruffles.
0: They had every kind of ruffles except the original ruffles no, just plain. they had. Right. Cheese ruffles, they had uh, what uh jalapeno and lime ruffles, sour cream? Yeah.
1: They had the sour cream and onion ruffles. Mm. They didn't have the, origi- the, the original ruffles. They didn't have them. But I have mm. one more day to keep the tra- tradition alive. I have like another 12 to 18 hours. to try If you to venture
2: into uh, old Metairie, I know for a fact, uh, my son's grandparents are big ruffles eaters as well, and they get them at uh, Ken Seiko's on Metairie Road. Oh, well, can I just go to their house <laughs> and get them? Uh, I'll pay
1: them top dollars
2: <laughs> top notch top no, no, no. notch I'll pay them with protocols being what they are, I'm not sure right, 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 because they say uh
0: ruffles have ridges,, mm-hmm. but mostly they have flavor.
2: they do it is a robust chip well, it really is I do like a ruffle I only eat them, I only eat them once a
1: year really yeah, it's a tradition I was telling Renee earlier today. it's New Year's Day. Yeah, New Year's Day, I we my mom would always make a huge batch of onion dip and a big huge bag of ruffles and we would all sit there watching all the bowl games and you know drinking Shirley Temples and stuff like that nice. and beer and ruffles with onion dip and can't beat I've it. done it I I've done it every year but I can't find ruffles. I I I'm in I'm in desperation mode right now i'm thinking of uh, getting up really early tomorrow and traveling around trying to find my going world. on a
2: ruffles hunt
0: yeah
1: yeah i'm going on a ruffles hunt you know.
0: supply <laughs> chain issues
1: yeah it's supply chain issues
2: doornax D- as well i guarantee you has it because the old folks go there well
1: i'm thinking of going that was my first choice
2: i guarantee without even checking you you'll find it at doornax all right. There's some
0: legacy uh, stock over there. Dorian. Oh, you know
2: it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking of
1: that. And if push comes to shove, I'll, I'll just drink heavily. <laughs> okay. You know, I right. forget about the whole thing. I forget about go. the whole tradition. There you go. Because I'm not much into traditions. I try to keep them alive, but, you know.
0: You can only do so much, right. You right. can
1: only do so much with traditions.
0: Well, uh, Kyle, we're kind of uh, winding up the the show here. Do you have any any uh, parting thoughts for the troubled nation in the the, the coming year?
2: Ah, uh, just uh, no, not really. Just good, good. Hope things yeah. get back yeah. to normal in, in uh, some you're way, shape, or happen, form. Never gonna happen,
0: dude. <laughs> not gonna happen. Yeah, it's all gonna be something new.
2: Something I mean, new and different. At, at the very least. Uh, I've been able to work from home ninety percent of the time the last two years, so I'll be honest. I'm not complaining about that aspect of everything, but uh, boy, I sure would like to just be able to tour and and do all the fun things I used to do. I do miss all that shit. Yep.
1: Yeah. Well, let me ask you something, Kyle. Before we uh, before we t- uh, sign off, uh, I always ask this to guests every mm-hmm. once in a while, like a "What if" or "Would you rather have." Would you rather have your brakes go out on a hilltop or go into a biker bar and yell, you guys are a bunch of pussies? What would
2: you rather do? <sighs> hmm. Both sound like pretty bad outcomes. <laughs> but I'm a, I'm a little fella, so... I would, I'll take the biker bar because I think I could hightail it out of there and uh, to safety, hopefully, more than just no brakes on a hill. I think okay. that would give me the best chance of survival. So I'll, I'll go with biker bar. Okay. Give me three steps, mister, right? Yeah. That's what Ronnie said. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Surprising.
0: Surprising. I, d- I didn't see that coming, Kyle, but all right, that's, a, that's an approach.
2: <laughs> I'm quick. I'm, I'm small, but I'm fast.
0: You are, you are, you are, and uh, quick-witted, too.
2: Ah, there it is.
0: Well, uh, well, thank you so much, Kyle. Uh, it's, uh, I've been wanting to get you on the show for a long time, and we've finally done it, and I look forward to... Uh, to oh, it's great.
2: I've heard so you. many of my friends on here. It's fabulous.
0: Right on, man. Well, now I can put you up on the wall. Uh, well, uh, I look forward to, to getting together and playing with you sometime in the future here, and... Uh,
2: well, that would be nice.
0: Oh, yes, oh, yes. It will happen. And uh, as always in the Troubled Nation on the Troubled Man Podcast, we like to say, trouble never ends.
1: But the struggle continues. Good night. Good night. Peace. Remember when I said
4: I don't miss being alone. I don't miss the push that turns into the shove. Yeah, and you say he's been. Since you felt like you were in it Why does lonely Always fit us like a glove? Still adore